Characters Here podcast. I am your host, Arthur and artist, Sharday. On this show, we talk about our goals and dreams and becoming our better selves. You'll be inspired by incredible interviews and motivated by success stories. And the best part is you'll be a part of the community. Yes, you can be a character too. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at SLF underscore entertainment. And for more information, visit charactersheres.com. Hello, everybody. This is Sharday, your host of Characters Here Podcast, and I am really excited about today's episode because I am interviewing inspirational author Tyra D. Jones. Her story is absolutely amazing, and from her interview, I got inspired to talk about groups. Um, a lot of times we find ourselves in groups, whether that's groups in our families, groups in our uh, with our friends, groups um, at work, co-workers, groups at church, groups, um, you know, when you meet, when you have your groups online, like for me, it's Facebook, as well as like the people you, maybe you go to a volunteer place and you're in that group. Groups, I feel like are very, very important. And we talked about it just a little bit, like uh, some of Tyra's event what her advantages was to being in the group because that's how she got into writing her book. Um, For me, when I think about the advantages of being in a group is that you're with people that want to see you do better. And not only that, because they want to see you better, you in turn want to see them do better. So it's, and it's not to say that you were doing terrible before you got in the group, but that you started at one spot and then with because of this group of people who just want to see better for you, you're able to grow, expand, rise up, learn something new. And not only learning something new, but being able to take what you have learned and build something from it. To be able to go, go to a group of people where you probably don't know anything about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and then all of a sudden become an expert in it, is that's a really, really, really good thing. So I say that if there's something that you want to do, something that you're passionate about, something you want to learn, something you want to get better at, if you join a group of people, and it doesn't have to be like 10 and 20 people, it could just be two, it could be three, it could be a small, it can just be one other person. And that one plus one equals two. <laughs> if when you join that of uh, that group, that is is so so motivating. You can learn so much. It's inspirational. You can hear their stories because everyone in that group has a different background. I guarantee you that. That's the benefits of being in a group from people who who share a common theme and they want to be able to grow up on it. So when you're trying to advance and there's things like I said that you want to do or something you're interested in when you join a group of people who really want to uplift and, you know, push you to be your better self, then you really have to, that I think really is what makes us better people, being around people that's inspiring, motivating us. We are human beings. There's so much we can do. There is nothing that's impossible for us to do. All we have to do is truly believe and then get that push, <laughs> that little extra push 
for the people around to really tell us, you know, what hone your craft and really, really commit to it. You have to really hold hold yourself accountable, be self-motivated, and really know that where you start, you do not, is not where you have to finish. So I'm going to leave it right there because I really, really do not want to talk long. Um, we're going to get right into the interview with Arthur Tyra D. Jones. I really hope y'all enjoy. Go ahead and share. Please share this episode with everyone you know. But also, you guys, visit charactershere.com. From Pompano Beach, Florida, currently living in Houston, Texas, she has a Bachelor of Science in Business Management from the University of Phoenix. This Arthur just published her first book, A Crown of Beauty for Ashes, married for six years with seven children at 46 years young, and a special guest on Characters Here, Tyra D. Jones. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me today. Oh, you're very welcome. So we're going to get straight into the interview. Tell us what your childhood was like. Um, Growing up, I was surrounded by a huge family. My grandmother had 14 children. So I had lots of cousins who were my best friends. Um, Grew up with two sisters. So there was always something going on. Um, Never a dull moment with us. Um, With that many children and grandchildren, we were always getting into something. I I had a, a great childhood. So when you were a kid, uh, what did you want to be as an adult? Uh, I always wanted to be a teacher. And did you have a role model growing up? My role models were um, my aunt, uh, specifically my aunt uh, Linda um, and my aunt Marianne. They were both my role models um, because they, you know, no matter what the obstacles were in their lives, they still pushed on and pushed forward. I know kids today grow up with role models that they don't know, um, stars or whatever, but uh, my role models were family members. And speaking on that, because there, it does seem like kids today look up to people that they don't know. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times that can be a little scary. What do you think is the benefit of having role models that you do know? For me, you know, you you can actually touch that person. You know, you can you you look at their life and you see how they live their life because with the role models that kids have today, they don't know how these people really live. They only see the image that the person presents. So, mm-hmm. you know, when something happens and that person falls or makes a mistake, then you know that causes harm to the child because they only know the image that they've been shown. Yes. Um, when you have a role model that who is actually a real person. You know, someone that you personally know, you can see that person go through ups and downs and still be consistent and be who they are. And you don't have to worry about, well, what if something negative happens and questioning who they really are to you? That's so true. At what age did you feel that you were aware of your surroundings as in, okay, this is the the life I want to go on? Like you said, you wanted to be a teacher. What kind of really, really made you want to? Like, what made you become into yourself? Um, I think for me, um, I, I have always loved learning. Mm. And I've always, um, always looking for the why in, in things and wanting to know the why and the how. And so for me, um, whenever I got knowledge um, growing up, it was, okay, if I can, if I'm just ex- as excited about learning than there are other people are. And since our children, we shape the future. 
um, by teaching them, um, not just as teachers, but parents. Um, I wanted to, if I couldn't, um, you know, be a teacher, then my next thing was teaching whoever I could, um, wherever I encountered them. I used to mentor um, young girls and young adults. And so I transferred my love of teaching to that area. So I think growing up and, and encountering a couple of teachers, um, one of my favorite teachers was a male teacher. His name was Mr. Adderley. And he was tough, but he, he I knew, you know, in his toughness, he still loved us. Um, and that's why he, you know, was so tough on us. So he really impacted my life. And that's why I wanted to be a teacher um, because of the impact that he had on my life. Teachers really are role models, and I'm thinking about it, too. When I was in school, um, majority of my teachers were people who seemed to really, really care. Teachers really work hard, and they they don't really get the credit for all the things that they do. So did you end up sticking with teaching? No, um, that changed when I graduated high school. Um, I decided to join the military. Um, and that took me in a whole different direction um, away from teaching. Um, so I never got back there. Um, I never pursued it after that. Um, and I just decided to get my degree while I was in the military um, in business management because that was my second love. Um, one day owning my own business. So how did you get into writing? You know, I never uh, I've always, um, you know, I've always been a journal. Uh, writer. I've always, um, you know, written a lot, just not in book form. Um, I I thought it was something that was my own thing. Never thought that I would be a writer, Um, but it's always been in me. And then um, in 2011, uh, before my husband and I got married, he had said, you know, because he's, he, he knew my story. So he said, you really should write a book. I believe there are many books in you. And, um, the purpose of you writing a book is not about you, but to help other people who have gone through what you've gone through. You know, he planted that seed. Um, and when we moved to Houston in 2015 was when I decided to pursue it. Um, God connected me with um, a woman here who uh, attends the church we attend. And she had a group that she did um, through the church of writers. And she would help because she had written books. So she would help you you know, uh, birth what you had inside you. And that's how I started. Oh, and so you were in a group of writers. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Being in a group, I talked about that in my last episode, really helps you to propel and be Mm -hmm. successful in what you're um, pursuing within that group. What do you, um, can you tell us the benefits of being in that group? Uh, The number one benefit, I think for me, was that it motivated me. When you're, um, when you're accountable to someone else, you're less likely to say, okay, I'm going to put it off till tomorrow or next week or next month. You're motivated to have something to show, you know, when, cause you know, people are going to be like, okay, well, what, what did you do in the last week? For me, I'm so competitive and I, and I, I just can't not, <laughs> not do something yeah. that propelled me, you know, it motivated me to actually put something on paper and get committed. Because you can say all day, I'm going to do it. But until you actually sit down and say, okay, this is the time that I'm going to do it. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to actually put something on paper. So I think um, that that's the first benefit, the accountability 
It allows you to um, have someone holding you up to what you say you're going to do. Um, and, and I think it's hard for you to talk to someone who does not write or someone who doesn't do what you do and they understand. So I think the second thing is having other people who are where you are and who understand what you're trying to do and they completely relate. So having that um, group there of people when you get stuck, okay, well, I've been here. So this is what you should try. Um, that's the second thing that I think a group is, is good for. Um, and then the third thing I think, you know, you, you have a cheering squad. Yes, yes, other people can cheer you on, but nobody knows how tough it is like those who've been there. Mm-hmm. And they can cheer you on, you know, along the way. So those are the three benefits I think are good um, as far as groups are concerned. That is that is all true. Because <laughs> I have really <laughs> benefited from writing with a group when I started writing. What is mm-hmm. um, What genre do you write? Um, mine is inspirational. I mm-hmm. um, The first book... Um, was uh, my personal testimony of how God uh, delivered me from domestic violence. And so in in that book, I talked to the reader about, yeah, this started out as a bad situation, but God turned it all around for my good. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that came out of, you know, that, that journey that I went through. Because, you know, life is a journey. So, you know, we don't just have one or two stops. We continue walking you know, and, and along the way we get tidbits. And so I offer tidbits in the book, you know, forgiveness, you know, what I got out of forgiveness, healing, every stage that I went through, I took the reader through every stage um, up and down so that they can know that whatever they go through, whether it's domestic violence or something else traumatic, they, all they have to do is keep walking and they'll see the light and they'll not only see the light, but then they can turn their experience around and help somebody else along the way. That is so true. The reason really for writing is to inspire others. I always right. said everyone has a story to tell and no one can tell the mm-hmm. story that you can tell. Exactly. So with your writing, how do you how do you feel about um when people say things like um we'll give you basically compliments on the book and also like when you're going to write another one as well as tell you (laughs) their story (laughs) how do you feel about feedback I love feedback you know it's funny that you brought up the whole you know when are you going to write another one (laughs) that that you know I people you know they're excited when they read a book you know and they love your book that is actually the first question they ask and the funny thing is is that as a writer, you have to be prepared for that question because if you're not, then that adds pressure because mm-hmm. I, I am writing another book. Um, I actually just finished a project that I did a, a book collaboration with other authors. So I finished that and I'm still writing my second book. But that is a difficult question because we have our own timing, but yeah. God's timing is different from ours. Yes. So. I actually wrote that first book in three months. It took me a year to publish it, but I had written it in three months. But this second book is proving to be more challenging. So I, all of my deadlines I gave myself, they, they were completely wiped clean, you know. Um, and I think what people have to understand is when you're writing um, inspirational books, it's it's a journey that the writer is going through because there are things that are in this book that God is healing me as I write. 
So it's not, okay, well, let's just sit down and write. I could, but I try to allow myself to be led by what he gives me and how he tells me to write it. So the process may be longer than I thought it would be. Um, I try to remember that these, they're only asking because they're excited about reading something else of yours. Um, and I try not to allow it to cause undue pressure on me. I got to get it out. I got to get it out <laughs> and just, <laughs> just go with the process. Yes, that that is really true when you answer that because people would, I don't know what it is. Maybe people see that you have one. So they're like, well, you uh-huh. already have another one. So <laughs> I guess that's the <laughs> thinking behind it. <laughs> yeah, they think it's easy. <laughs> so with your writing, your writing process, how have you come to manage it? You know, I am a planner. Um, I mm. There always has to be a plan. So what I what I usually do um, when I'm writing, I set time aside. Okay, just like any other appointment I make, I put in my um, calendar. Okay, this is the time that I'm going to write every day. Because if I don't, then things happen. I get off track. Um, we've been doing a lot of traveling the last six weeks um, due to family emergencies. So that has really thrown me off track. And so I'm trying to get back onto my schedule because if I don't have a schedule, it, I won't write. Um, mm. it, it, you know, some people say, you know, they just write as it comes. But for me, I can't do that. I have to have a schedule because being a mom, being a wife, so many mm-hmm. other things will supersede that. And then you keep pushing it and you're like, OK, next week comes and oh, I didn't write in a whole week. So I have yes. to schedule my time to write. Um, and then the times that I'm not writing and I get something like God dropped something in my spirit, I've learned that I need to either record myself saying it or type it in a text to myself. So because I, if I don't write it down or record it, I lose it. That is so good. You said that because someone recently asked me, I saw, I just don't have the time sometimes. Like, is it OK to record yourself? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the technology we have. I say use mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yes. How has technology benefited you as a writer? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, some people say that they have to have pen and paper to write. But mm-hmm. I, I tried that at first and that does yeah. not work for me. I have to have a computer. Because, <laughs> because I don't know, it. I, my words flow better when I'm on a computer and it comes easier for me. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love technology. I, yes. I mean, it is amazing. <laughs> I was yes. one of the writers back in the old days who didn't have it available. Right. <laughs> All I can think about is if you write it with pen and paper, you have to get it transferred and yeah. like text where you know it's <laughs> available you know that's mm-hmm. that's a whole nother process <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so are your family and friends supportive yes they are um you know <laughs> they're the main ones who who ask me so what are you writing <laughs> 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 but but you know I know that they try to keep it in front of me um mm. and so they because they know that they knew before I did, you know, my, my kids and my husband knew before I did that, you know, Mm. it was in me. So they're constantly, you know, what's going on with, you know, your book. Um, what are you doing? What project are you working on? Keeping it in front of me so that I don't allow distractions to throw me off. Mm, Yeah. They're they're very supportive. Um, you know, with, I just, um, getting ready to launch, um, 
something else on my website, you know, T-shirts or whatever for the brand. And so they're they're the ones, you know, pushing it with their friends, you know, people they know just so that, you know, because, you know, as a new author, as a new name, people don't know you. Mm -hmm. So it's up to your your core group, your poor your course of support to, you know, put you out there because you're not going to reach everyone. So you're going to need that support. Exactly. The inner circle is the strongest circle. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What has been the most challenging obstacle for you on this journey? And how did you overcome it? The most challenging thing for me was learning the ins and outs of, okay, now that I wrote the book, what now? You know, because uh, as a new author, you... I self-published my first book and not knowing, um, you know, what to do, what the next step was. I pretty much had to, you know, do my own research, teach myself different things. And um, so I think that experience was the most challenging. But now the second time around, I've made connections. You know, I know what I need to do for the next step. I know how to market myself. But as you know, as a as a new author, you don't know any of that, and sometimes people don't want to share their information. You know, yes. but I, I've learned because people didn't want to share their information with me. I'm more than willing to share with other people because I know how hard it was for me to get started. So I think for me, and as well as other new authors, that's the most challenging thing: the information that you need to get there. So for those that are listening and they would like to write. What advice could you give them on just how to get started? Um, consistency. Um, even Ooh. if you are writing in a journal because you, you don't feel like you're ready to write the book, write, write in a journal, you know, because I've heard a friend of mine, she actually took all of her journal writings and mm-hmm. she put them in a book because she had been writing for years and, and that was her book. Um, but just be consistent. If you say that you want to write, just mm-hmm. be consistent every day, once a week, you have to make the time because the time is not readily available because there's so many things going on in our lives, but you have to make the time to actually commit to yourself. And I say yourself because this is your dream. If you want it to happen, it's going to take sacrifice of your time. Yes. That is really good. I like the consistency and commitment, the two C's. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Are you working on any new projects or personal goals? Um, new projects, like I said, I just finished a book collaboration, um, and uh, that's w- a project with eight other authors. Um, nice. I'm thinking that that, because I just sent it to the editor, so I'm thinking that that one should come out um, in the next three months, because they said that it would be um, about four to six months, so I'll be putting that information out in the next few months. Um, I'm also working on my second book. Um, this, the na- title of the second book is Her Broken Crown, Healing from the Inside Out. Um, working on that. I'm trying to have that finished in God's timing, but hopefully by the end of the year. And then I'm also working on it. <laughs> I say that in God's timing. Yeah, yeah, a different plan. <laughs> and then I also just uh, signed on to a book project to um, write with my husband. Um, and that'll be, um, 2019. So I got a lot of, you know, things in the, (laughs) in the works, um, trying to stay, you know, committed, committing to what God has called me to do. That's, that's another big point too. When you're doing something that 
God calls you to do, I really feel like that's when everything starts coming together. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and it's and it's so um, funny because I was telling someone, you know, God's timing is, you know, unlike our own. He had given me a, a glimpse into, you know, what what was coming. And sometimes we get a glimpse and we think, oh, OK, I need to do it now. But it may not be in his timing. And the thing that he gave me was a, I eventually want to do a foundation for women. And, you know, a few months ago, I just you know, tried to start putting stuff together and I just kept hitting roadblocks. And, you know, God was like, that's not for now. <laughs> that's the come. I just gave you a glimpse to motivate you. But, you know, <laughs> so we got to stay in his timing and, you know, walk according to how he leads us and not, you know, get ahead of him. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It is so true. <laughs> So that was the serious part of the interview. Okay. And I like to get into the fun, random questions. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. What is something you have to do every morning you wake up? <laughs> you know, this is funny because I am not a morning person and my husband's a morning person. So, you know, we always have the talk. Look, I can't talk to you before a certain time because no. I need coffee first and I need time to wake up. And so that, that's the first thing I do, you know, because I have this app called uh, First Five. So I, I lay in bed and I do, um, it's an app for like Bible reading, um, devotion. I do that before I get out of bed. And my next thing is I need coffee and then I can mm. function. <laughs> that's my morning ritual. <laughs> that is beautiful. What's the name of that app? It's called First Five. First Five. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> And I love it because it gives you the devotion and then, you know, it gives you um, the scripture to read. And then you also have a, you know, a little study guide that goes along with it. But, yeah, nice. I, I love it. If you had to wear one color for a year, what color would it be? Purple. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. That's one of my yeah. favorite colors. <laughs> you know what? And it's funny because. When I grew up, I just, I knew I was going to have a purple house. You know, everything was going to be purple. Oh. <laughs> I love I'm that purple color. everything. Yes. It's so pretty. <laughs> and so if you notice in my branding, that color is there. <laughs> yes, I saw it. I was like, okay, royalty. Yes, yes. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday and why? Christmas. Mm. Um, I love Christmas because I love gift giving. And so I, mm. I, the thing about gift giving is I love to see the look on people's faces when, because what I do is I listen to them throughout the year and they mm. tell me what they want without actually telling me. And so to see the look <laughs> on their faces when they open a gift and it's like, oh, wow, you know, how did you know? Well, because I listened. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I love Christmas. That's beautiful. I do, too. Christmas, Thanksgiving, those two, because that's when my family usually gets together. So oh, okay. those two are, like, really family-oriented family around those yes. holidays. If you go back to a year or a moment in time in your life, what would that be? Wow. You know, that's a hard question because... I always think, you know, every experience we've had is, you know, an experience that you should have, you were supposed to have because, you know, you wouldn't be the person that you are today. Yeah. Um, I used to regret, you know, certain times in my life because, okay, well, if I hadn't done this, then this, this path wouldn't have been one that I went down. Yeah. Um, but I think if I had to go back, 
um, it would have been, and this is a little transparency, <laughs> it would have been when I decided to have a um, my tubes tied. Because, um, you know, and I had my tubes tied because of the relationships that I, you know, the marriages that I had been in. And I Mm -hmm. knew that I did not want any more children into those destructive marriages. Mm -hmm. But um, my husband, you know, my current husband, he's he's an amazing man. And so I would have wanted to raise a child with him um, and have him as that child's father. So I think that Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that I would have changed. Yes. Oh, I completely understand that. That's it's something about regret too. Um, regret. Yeah. I've actually just been learning that everything that I've experienced, it has brought me to this point. If I didn't go through yeah. those things, you know, I wouldn't have. I would have been doing something completely different. I believe. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> That's just how life is. We yep. gotta just accept it and you know and build from it. That's what I'm getting from it. Exactly. Grow from it. Yes. If you could spend the day however you liked, what would you do? I would have all of our children um, with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it didn't matter what we were doing because we, we see our kids, you know, at different times, but never all together. Um, so I, I that would be my ideal day, you know, just to have all of us together in one place. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah. yeah. What are the ages of your kids? Oh, gosh. Um, so we have a 17-year-old. I have to use my fingers. <laughs> we have a seven, well, 16-year-old, 17, um, 23, 25, 26. Well, two 23-year-olds, um, 25, 26, 28. Yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> wow. And I was expecting like babies or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, our babies are our grandbabies. Oh, now, see, our kids sweet. are all older. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand now if you want to have them all at the same time. I yeah. get it now. <laughs> and if you could be any character from any show, cartoon, movie, book, any character from anywhere, what character would you be and why? Oh my goodness. I okay, this is my favorite show, um, Grey's Anatomy. And I would be Meredith Grey. <laughs> oh tell me more. I absolutely love that show. I can watch it over and over and, and it's like I watched it the first time. Um I I love her character because she's gone through so many uh things, you know, from deaths um close to her to personal tragedy. Um, and she still rebounds. She still keeps pushing forward. She's, she's, her character is a strong woman and, you know, yeah, she may be down for a day, but she gets back up. And I, to mm-hmm. me, I, I relate that to how God wants us to be as his children. Yes, we're going to go through things, but we don't allow yeah. those obstacles to stop us or, you know, keep us from reaching our destiny. So that's yes. that's why I love her character. She's a, that character is a very strong character. And then I don't I'm not even ready to let you go, but <laughs> how can people reach you? Um my website is tyradjones.com. Um if they want to send me a message, they can send it through the website or they can send me a message um through email at tyradjones at outlook.com. 
And then um, social media is uh, at Tyra D. Jones for Facebook and Instagram. And then for Twitter, it's Sunshine Tyra. So they can reach me um, any of those methods um, should they decide to. The book is also on my website, but if they uh, decide to order it through Amazon, it's on Amazon as well. And could you say your website and email address one more time? Tyra, T-Y-R-I-A-D-Jones.com for the website and then Tyra D. Jones at Outlook.com for the email. Thank you so much. This is a really, really special interview. This is I fun. really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I always like the interview to have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I would love to have you back if you ever wanted to talk about anything. Just be like, can we talk about this on the podcast? <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a comment and share this episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Characters Here and learn more at charactershere.com. And remember, don't be a stranger, be a character. Be a character. Be a character.